know that each stage of life is unique and can be hard. We also know that you may have questions through it all. So meet Harvest with Sierra and Lee. We want to be with you in the moments of uncertainty and bring light and life to each question. Are we qualified to be giving advice? Barely. But we know some powerful women who are. Every other week, we'll bring you a podcast that we hope will encourage you, make you laugh, point you towards joy, help you think rightly about your season and the Lord. So let's reap an abundant harvest together. back to harvest i'm lee i'm sierra and we are number one out of the closet <laughs> we are out of an office we're out of the bedroom and we are completely in a different country i was right gonna say now. we are out of the country we are out of the country right now and so tired so i just needed that to be in the precap so when y'all are listening to this and you're like mm, why is sierra sounding off her game it's because i'm so tired we are tired but we're so excited so sinking excited because we have had this huge opportunity to come to greece yes. and we are one of we're with one of our dear rose if y'all remember from last <laughs> podcast she she is not a shiro she is a dear she's a dear friend she is a hero of the faith and we are sitting on her bed chatting with her about all things Greece and um, just how she and her husband are ministering and their work that they're doing over here. And so we're with Amanda Briggs. And so cool. We're so excited to share um, with you and we've got lots of wonderful questions to ask her. And so stay tuned. So I want to introduce you once again to Amanda Briggs. How are you, Amanda? I'm good. Good. Thanks for having me. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for agreeing to this. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I think it was actually a friend of ours, JT. Yeah. Who was like, so is Harvest going to make a special appearance in Greece? Like on the first meeting. So like they were like, y'all came to the church and like gave like a little window and then they were opening up Mountain Valley Mission Trips. And so they were like, we can go here, we can go there. And they were like, maybe Greece. And we were like, that would be so fun. And so we both put in an application to be mm-hmm. selected for the team. Mm-hmm. And then we made the list. So we were like, praise God. And we were in the first meeting and JT was like, so are y'all going to do Harvest? And we're like, you pay <laughs> well, attention to Harvest? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Why now we are. Of course. You know, and it felt because we had like taken such a long break um from it we were like this would be so fun so fun. like as at the very beginning that's of fun. yeah that's happening it's happening so thank you so much for yeah. agreeing to do it of course um she is staying up late to hang out with us tonight after the kids <laughs> are in bed and they have to get up for school tomorrow so it's a big deal Huge um, but what's also really really cool about us coming to greece um ryan is with me this is our first mission trip ever together which that's is crazy. like how in the world does that happen but um we it was so cool because I don't know when we like really started thinking about it because it wasn't in the very beginning like we love the Briggs like we want to be with them we just want to go and and serve but then at some point I'm like Ryan like when we and I think I already shared this with you but I'm like when we were at Journey like Amanda and Kenna like led worship for us like they were like there in the very very beginning leading worship in this tiny little room Mm -hmm. And in a library on yeah. Saturday night, like oh having like nighttime church on the weekends mm-hmm. and like, they're just there like pouring their hearts out to Jesus. There are still songs that I hear <laughs> in your voice. Yeah. I'm like, I will never not hear them. So yeah. you singing them. Yeah. Um, and it was just so precious because we went into that season of church planning without like no clue, yeah. like no clue what we're doing. We're just like praying like Lord do something here in this town. Like we need people to serve. We need people yeah. to come love these people yeah. that we want to love better. Um, and y'all did. And y'all like led mm-hmm. us so well. And you just served, you just served so faithfully. And I don't, it, like I said, I don't know when it hit me, but I'm like, we're going to go help a church that they're leading now. Like that's crazy. Don't ask us to sing, please. But yeah. And Ryan got to preach. It just felt like, I'm like, Oh, this is so cool. How the Lord really does. Yeah, like, it's really sweet. Yeah. It's like we say, um, in college ministry that we we're with a part of Kyle. it's like, you're scattered for a season. Um, together for a season, together for a season, but scattered for a lifetime. And it really does feel like a family reunion yeah when we get to be back together mm-hmm. in these sweet little moments yeah because never in a million years if you would have told me like in new Waverly, no. like yo we're gonna get, hang out in greece one day i'm like no. crazy what it's insane thank you lord yeah so sweet yeah so sweet yeah and i have 
less history <laughs> with Amanda, but it has been really cool getting to be here. One, I, we feel very connected on a deep level over our love of Diet Coke. Yes. So yes. this the two is, main D's. Yes. Diet Coke and Daryl Ann. Daryl Ann. Yes. So we feel very connected, <laughs> but it has been really sweet to just, um, like growing up in, especially the Kyle that we all went to, there was like, I, okay. First, I did go to Journey mm-hmm. um, when can, when y'all led worship there. So it was for a very short time, How old right? Were you? I was seventeen. <laughs> That's crazy. And I, yeah, I was still in high school. I had just started like coming to Kaiapha, and I was only allowed to go to Journey because it was on Saturdays, mm-hmm. and that meant that I didn't have to miss my home church on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it was just hilarious. So I feel it does feel like when Leanne was saying that, I was like. And I was just a little baby in the background. <laughs> like, you didn't even know who I no. was, really. Like, we we didn't become friends till years later after mm-hmm. y'all had already um, got called to College Station. So it feels like, yeah, it feels really cool. But it has been, like, an honor because you are, you are, you are heroes. Like, Ethan mm-hmm. has said it. Leanne just said it. Like, mm-hmm. y'all have gone before us. And it's been really cool to, like, get to put, like, a name and, like, a, well, like, in like a face to the name, but also like the person. Mm. So it feels really sweet to just get to spend this week with you. And we were really excited. Yeah. I'm really excited to have you guys here. It's been such a blessing. Even just these two days. And I so, know. It's like so much yeah. has happened in two yeah, days. It does feel like it. It's been a whirlwind, but it's been so worth it. Worth the late nights for sure. Totally. Yeah. I'm really grateful. So I'm so happy y'all are in my house. Yeah. This is so, so cool. So okay. Fun. Side note. We also got another new way really friend like, at lunch today in Greece. I'm like, my mind is kind of blowing right now. Like, it's this whole new Waverly, like, little reunion across the world. Mm -hmm. What the heck? Julie, if you're listening, I love you so much. Lunch was great. Also, your babies. Your children are precious. I I wanted to, like, scoop them up and take them home. It was amazing. Um, Yeah, so it's been really fun, but, you know, can't keep the fans waiting for too long for an icebreaker. I mean, they are (laughs) waiting. They are waiting. Well, we'll actually need to see if this is, like, the thing that people hate or that they I love, know. you know, yeah. especially since last week you threw me out under the bus about it. So. <laughs> Always here. Always me thinking of these. Okay. But I did see this trend on Instagram where you ask your husband if I was, and there's five questions, but we cut that down to three yeah. and you ask your husband, if I was a blank, what would I be? So like the ones on Instagram is like, if I was a, an element of the periodic table, like what mm-hmm. would I be? And so we chose three of those questions and, um, how about we just do like this? We'll go like Lee, Amanda, and myself, and we'll just answer one, one question at a time. each. Okay, yeah. Okay, so first question, and we asked our husbands, if I was a food, what would I be? What did Ryan say? Uh, if you were a food, I can't say it. What was that pastry he was eating this morning? Bugatza. Bugatza. He was said I would be a bugatza. And we're like, why? He was like, I've loved every pastry I've had in Greece. You could maybe just be all the pastries I've had because I just <laughs> love them so much. But he was eating a bugatza when he said it. Yes, that's, that's true. Awesome. I'm like, thank you for not saying it was flaky. Like, yeah. You could have gone all lot <laughs> of different like, ways He's like, there. girl, you're so buttery. <laughs> flaky is not a good thing to call somebody. Like, I don't want to be like, flaky. He's like, yeah, she's not. <laughs> she's flaky, but she's real sweet. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, well, she got some good qualities too. <laughs> Okay, and Kenan said? Kenan said, I was pasta, specifically rigatoni. He did, and I think it's so sweet why he said it. He's so, so tell thoughtful. Him. But I can't really remember what he said. Oh, Something I do. about holding no the sauce. Something. Well, flavor. Flavor. He said flavor. It, couldn't be a, it couldn't be a pasta that would just be like mixed in with sauce and not hold flavor. Yeah, yeah. He wanted it to be a specific pasta that would hold its flavor, and I thought that was so sweet about you. Yeah. Because he was like, he really wanted it to match your personality, so yeah. you just be getting yeah. all the flavors. Mm. Ooh. Holding on to him. <laughs> you know, and then there's sweet, sweet Ethan, who said... Precious Ethan. He's definitely not going to you know call what? you any fruit or vegetable. We know that. <laughs> you, no, he's not. But you know what's really funny is he actually did put a lot of thought. It was sweet. He was thoughtful. He was very... Th- so I ask him this kind of stuff all of the time. Like, I just love these things. And he usually is like, just says anything to get out of having to answer these questions. But last night, he thought about it. And he said, um, if I could be any food, I would be a chicken nugget. <laughs> You're like, dude, why? I babe? said, why? I literally looked at him. I said, a chicky nugget, <laughs> just like that. And he was like, uh, he's like, can I explain? I'm like, sure. He said, because first, I'm gonna skip the first answer he said, and the second answer he said, the G-rated. Yes, was because they're We're redeeming ourselves here from last week. Okay, <laughs> Lord help me. Under caffeinated and over caffeinated last time. Um, he said, because everyone loves chicken nuggets. It's your comfort food. You are like, comfort food. If it might be Chick-fil-A, it might be McDonald's, it might be Zaxby's. But you know you're going to chicken it nugget. It ain't Zaxby's. No, it's never Zaxby's. That's just no. the only one I could think of. Ugh. Your Chick-fil-A chicken nugget. Thank you. You're welcome. 
<laughs> Spicy one, please. <laughs> okay, so next question. If um, Leanne was a drink, what would she be? Ryan said wine. Like hey, but wine. He's like, because you get better, better with, with age. age. Ah, I'll take it. Yes. I'll take it. And that's a show, right? And Kenan said I'd be Diet Coke. Diet Coke. You're like, amen. If you know me, then You're like, you know that that's right. My best life would be I am a Diet Coke. Yes. <laughs> Coca-Cola light. Eh, we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> and um, sweet Ethan, he said I would be a um, rainbow unicorn bang. Which is an energy drink. Very specific. It was very specific. It's his favorite um, energy drink. And I feel like if you know me, I am not rainbows and unicorns. I feel like that's more your daughter's vibe. It is 100% her vibe. I'm like, I just painted my f- my front door black. black. Yeah, my favorite color. The is walls black. in my room are black. I'm like, <laughs> I'm currently wearing a black shirt. I'm like, I don't think I'm screaming rainbows and sparkles and unicorns. But... That's how you make him feel, though. Yes. He's like, all the energy. And he's like, it's my favorite. Aww. He's like, I go to it every single time. It's like, rainbow unicorn. I'm We've like, got some sweet husbands. Yes, we do. Yeah. Okay, last question. Last question. Okay. And if Leanne was an ice cream flavor, what would she be? Okay. Listen, this is a big deal because Ryan usually picks better ice cream than me. He is like ice cream connoisseur. But when we went and got gelato here on our first night, I picked a Black Forest and he picked, I can't remember, but mine was like a thousand times better. And he was, today he was like, you're the Black Forest ice cream. I'm like, yes. And then I he am. said, because? I don't remember. You, you, you made him regret all those other choices. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, <laughs> I instantly regretted my choices in ice cream. I'm like, that's right. You better regret all those other choices that you <laughs> yeah. have made. Yeah. It's all about With me. With his fine wine. That's right. Mm. Okay, what kind of ice cream would you be? Kenan said I would be chocolate chip cookie dough mm-hmm. ice cream. And I think he said it's because it's like it's like all the good things in one. Not uh-huh. a one-trick pony. Yeah, yeah that's what he, he said. said. Okay, yeah. not a one-trick pony. You got like the chocolate. You've mm-hmm. got the cookie dough. Yep. You've got the vanilla ice cream. Yep. It's like, he said specifically, he's like, you got a little salt. You got a, a little, little salt. crunch. You got yeah. it. And that, that actually really does describe me. I love... Like a little sweet, a little salty, and I think maybe my personality can be that way too. Mm-hmm. Not too salty. Yes, I love to eat salt. Yeah, <laughs> that was his first answer. He's like, "Can she be salt?" And we're like, "Is she just salty? typically salty?" Like, no, not at no. All. Um. Okay, and Ethan then said that I would be the Great Divide, because um, uh, this, which is also typically is his favorite ice cream, but he said it's because I'm a little bit dark, but also. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so, I concur. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hence great. the hence the black door, but my white walls. That's just fair. a good, great divide. That's good. That's true. <laughs> That's awesome. Husbands, man. That was good. That was a good icebreaker. Yeah, I thought it'd be super fun. Yeah. I, we, what would have been even better had we asked them in here tonight? Yes. But it might have gotten a little rowdy. I know. And then I was like, how would we get them out? Like, it would have yeah, been like, bye. bye. Okay. See ya. <laughs> so, so funny. Okay, we're excited to ask you some questions. All right, I'm excited to try to answer some. <laughs> <laughs> like two minutes before we hit record, like, do you want to know the question? She's like, yes, I do. She's like, I've been asking y'all for two days. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so question number one. How to how do you acclimate to the culture when you get back? So this is like your third time to be back in Greece? Or your yeah, so it's third. my third time. Second time is like a full-time a worker, um, but third time back. In yeah. total. Mm-hmm. So how do you acclimate? Like, what are some things that you do that help you? Yeah. So we've been back now for about eight weeks. We spent a year in Texas. So just for those that don't know. Yeah. Um, and one of the things, well, first of all, I just, I try to dive into Greek food, like instantly. Honestly, it's not hard to do. Yeah. Because oh, so, no. mm-hmm. it is just so good. Um, but like in the mornings, like we, I don't. As you've seen, the breakfast here is not typical. Yeah. yeah. It's like savory or or really nothing at all. But if you do eat something, it's like a savory pastry. Mm-hmm. Or um, I like to get this plain, like, round thing. It's called coolery. So the first day that we were here, I ordered a Greek coffee. Like, the it's like an iced coffee. with, And you guys have had it. The iced, I don't even know. It's an iced coffee. It's an iced Greek coffee and a coolery. And I don't know. That kind of, like, set the tone for me. Yeah. Um. But honestly, we just try to, like, be out in the culture as much as we can. Mm -hmm. So, like, we start walking right away rather than driving our car everywhere. Or, um, and I would say that before we come, we maybe, like, try to prep ourselves a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, (sighs) mentally, mostly. Because you can't really do a lot physically. But mentally, just knowing what we're getting ourselves into. Because it is very different. Mm -hmm. Like, 
any other country is different than America. America is just like, it's its own thing. It's like the land of convenience and options. Mm -hmm. And we get here and they're not. And so just like start mentally preparing for that. Because it can be overwhelming. Like going to the grocery store and realizing, oh, I only have like two options for bread. And I need to figure out which one I like. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and just realizing that it takes time. Like not putting too much pressure to like leave my American self behind yeah. and, and be Greek all of a sudden. Um, yeah, I think maybe that's... Just emerging yourself into culture. Yeah, I think immersing... Yeah, totally. It's The thing is, is when we get back every time, it just feels a little more familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's really sweet is this time, especially when we got back, we just anticipated it. We're like really expectant for this season. It was really exciting. So when we got back, it just felt so normal. So yeah. one of the things we intentionally did was we didn't have an apartment when we got back. We had to pack up last year, or yeah, a year ago, we had to pack up and store everything. Mm -hmm. So when we got, before we came, I rented an Airbnb in our old neighborhood so that it would be a familiar place. So smart. Um, Yeah, so we went to the park that the kids are used to going to. So it was like stuff like that, that we went to our same supermarket, the same, uh, Ken and Wayne got his haircut at the same haircut lady. Like even though we don't live in that neighborhood anymore, we did our Airbnb there to get started. So That's we were there really for about smart. Smart. Did you mm. just think of that or did somebody like give you that suggestion? No, I You're just... You're like the Lord. It, yeah, maybe it was maybe it was totally the Lord. I just, Honestly, we did want to live in the general area again. Mm-hmm. And so we thought, we'll just Airbnb there and yeah. then that way we can search as well. Nice. So we don't live in that area, but we do live like not too far now. Nice. So yeah, that's like one of the... I think that was like really... It was a really big deal for us. Like it really helped. Yeah. Like when we first arrived, so... Especially for the kids. They were so like, smart. they knew everything. Yeah. They've already mm-hmm. seen it. Chloe, she, she's in her own world. Everything's yeah. new for her. So. Sweet girl. She's yeah. so sweet. That's crazy. And re- just so smart. And I know. I'm like, note to self, if we ever end up doing anything like this. I'm like, yeah. That's really smart. Yeah. Really, really. I'm like, I love like the like practical steps like that. That seems very yeah. practical. Like, okay, yeah. Without a doubt, that's what you do. Yeah, to help, like, yeah, you're like, go to somewhere you familiar. Feel like in, yeah, you feel like in your mind, the steps would be like, okay, you need to start praying every day, listen to g- Greek music, and you're like, actually, you just need an Airbnb. Yeah, just go to where you know. Put yourself in the okay, culture. Okay, speaking of, like, Greek music and all that, do you, did, do you and Kenan, did you and Kenan and the kids, did y'all speak? Like, did y'all try to keep up your Greek when you were back in the States? Honestly, we tried a little bit, mm-hmm. but we didn't try hard enough. We had every intention of, like, getting a Greek tutor. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, American life is just a little bit busier than we're used to. Totally. So we just really didn't find the time. Um, and to be honest, our kids weren't really interested in speaking Greek. Okay. Um, and whenever we were in Texas. Yeah. Addie would, like, try, but she's, like, she's a very, like, in the moment, like, kind of person. So she'll totally do it with her friends, like, if she's in school or whatever. But, um... She just wasn't around it, so she wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, Carter yeah. could speak Greek if he wanted to, yeah. but he's very logical, and he's like, why would I speak Greek with you if we're in America and you speak English? Yeah. Like, yes. We're just going to speak English. Yes. Yeah. So that's just his personality. He's like that even here. He won't speak Greek with me here, but he will speak it with his teachers, his friends, because it makes sense. It's logical. I'm going to speak yeah. Greek to a Greek person, yes. but you speak English, so I'm going to speak English with yeah. you. Yeah. He's so. such a cool kid. Like you're just about raising to say that. an amazing little boy. No, like just listening yeah. him, listening to him on the way the drive back from Corinth. We went to Corinth. Like the Corinthians <laughs> live there. Just so a little cool. flex. <laughs> just a little flex. Paul um, may have walked there. I'm just saying. <laughs> we were walking where Paul walked. Um, <laughs> I was about to say. I was trying to say the guy that Kenan was telling us about, but I was about to say his name, and I was, all I could think was asbestos. <laughs> asbestos. And I'm like, that's not it. It's like a... a ra- it's, it starts with Erastus. 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 Oh my God, his name is in the Bible. It is in the Bible. Okay, go look up Erastus, and not maybe we'll share a really cool story with you one day about what we learned about him, because it is mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Um, anyways, uh, on our way back, he was in the back with Addie. They, did, they chose to ride in the back, and Ethan rode back there with them. Mm-hmm. And he he was so chatty with Ethan, and I couldn't I couldn't always hear what Carter was saying because he's got such a little voice. Yes. But Ethan's answers, I could tell what he was. And so, um, at one point, he was like, "No." Ethan goes, "No, I did I didn't um I didn't know Jesus when I went to college actually, um, but when I went to college, I met Jesus." And then Carter said something else, and he was like, "You know." He probably did know I was going to come meet him at when I got to Sam Houston, but that but that's not why I went, but mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I did. And then 
when we got out of the car, um, Carter goes, man, don't you just, isn't it crazy how you can have like one little con, like one little question that turns into this whole big conversation. And Ethan was like, I love when that happens because they had just been talking. I mean, basically Ethan shared his whole testimony with Carter in the back. With an eight year old. With an eight year old because Carter was just like asking Uh so many good questions. I'm like, you're a little missionary back there. Way to go, Carter. He has a really sweetheart. Yeah. He, yeah. He has won Ethan's heart. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, this little boy is the best thing ever. <laughs> so and, sweet. and the same about Addie. She, I have, like, thoroughly enjoyed getting to be friends with her this trip. She's a true joy. She, she yeah. is. She has the actual joy of the Lord in yeah. her. Like, in every situation we've seen her in, she's just, like, easy, and she's happy, and she adjusts, and she's, like, yeah. cool beans. Like, yeah. two broken arms, and she's like, it's fine. Well, not currently, <laughs> not currently. but, like... It just is crazy. Yeah. I've just been really marked by your motherhood. Like yeah. the way that your mother and your children has been oh, thank you. really sweet. And the testimony yeah. is actually your kids. Like you could yes. say it all day in this podcast and we could be like, yes, Amanda, great. But we actually got to see your kids mm. and like living it out. Yeah. And yeah. like the depth of them. And that's like a testament to like just the way you're raising them. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's that's been very sweet. Yeah. Okay. That's so funny. So, um, you kind of, you actually kind of nailed one and two. So our second question was, what do you do as a family to help your kids acclimate? Mm. But if you feel like you answered that adequately, we can move. But if you want to touch on it more, you can. No. Well, so yeah, one of the things was that we chose the house, the Airbnb. Mm -hmm. And so we went to their parks and stuff, got their favorite, we went to like their favorite restaurants and stuff. So we did that initially when we got back, but I think what has been like, what's kept them, um, not necessarily acclimate like to the culture, but in order to like transition well mm-hmm. would be that we've like kept our routine. Yeah. So like even in the midst of like crazy looking for a house, moving, unpacking all yes. the stuff, we're still doing like we've we've carried our book that we were doing in Texas, we're reading it together like here now, even in our Airbnb. Yeah. Kept the routine. Like we did the whole like all the songs we sang with Chloe, we we did the routine. Yeah. yeah. Um and that's I think that's just helped them transition transition well. Mm-hmm. Um, Addie and not Addie, but Carter and Chloe, my oldest and my youngest, they're very they're like creatures of habit. So they mm. like they really like routine. I think they get that from me. Um, so that was the big thing I think just for transition. Um, but then yeah, acclimating. One of the things I did before school started was I took them down to like the city center, mm-hmm. and we did like a tourist day. Where we got to see all of like their favorite things again, oh, like so they've seen fun. them before, but they were Addie was a lot younger when she's seen some of these sites, and so we did that again. Yeah, a whole kinda, year is like a big deal in like kid years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even before that, I mean, we had COVID, so it was like oh, two yeah. years before we really did any of that kind of like exploring, and so that was fun. We like explored our city to kind of get used to it again. Yeah. yeah. And um and they really enjoyed that. We like rode the metro and did the whole thing cuz we don't ride the metro a lot with them cuz they're in school. Yeah. Um so that was really fun. So fun. That was like yeah. our first that was our first introduction of Carter. He was like a champ on the metro. Yeah, I'm like, he dude was knows metro. what he's doing. Like a, like a sweet little old man got on and he Carter had been in a seat and he just like he just got up his up seat and like for was this like, old hey, man. And I'm like, nobody told him because I, I was like, I was watching and he just like, <laughs> Kenan like waved him over until he walked over there and Kenan just like kissed him on his head. Aww. Like, he, I'm like, you're a good boy. So he precious. Is. Sweet, Aww. sweet boy. Also, that metro is wild, dude. That metro is crazy. That is like also our first introduction to Greece. So I was like, <laughs> I what's say- crazy is the metro that you guys are on is like the best one. It's the there's, nicest one. There's more than one? Wait, there's three lines. So okay, like, I thought oh, that blue, one red, metro and went on all three. Nope. Okay. No. So there's like yeah, the where the blue one that you're on right mm-hmm. now, like to get here or from the airport, is the lowest, and that's the nicest one because it's the airport one. So it's got to be nice. Oh, it's air conditioned, all that. Yeah. The one above it is the red line, which is the one you get off on the ammonia one, which is like oh yeah, that one's real sketch. Yeah. But the oldest one is the above ground one, which is the green line, and it was actually built for the 2004 Olympics. Oh wow! And that one is super sketch. Really? Just because it's mm-hmm. the oldest, and it goes to like the not so great part of town. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's above ground. So it yes. has a lot of, um, like, what am I trying to say? Vandalism. Like, graffiti, mm, a, a lot of dirty, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. It's the, it's like the buses that you see that are attached to the wires and stuff? No. Oh, that's, that's different. different. There's lots of modes of transportation here. Wow. Yeah. So we haven't seen you the haven't green. Seen it. Or what, what color did you call it? It's green line. Green. We, we haven't, haven't seen, seen the green it. one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Honestly, I don't think I want to. No. <laughs> it seems like a... We'll keep you from that part. If you go to the mall, you take the green one. Oh. Praise God, man. <laughs> We're not going to the mall. <laughs> we ain't going to the mall. 
Okay. Okay. Question three. Question three. Okay. What is a word that the Lord has given you that's carried you through either this season of living in Greece or maybe like previous seasons that you still like call back on and when you need to like be like solidified in what you're doing here? You know, so I had like, uh, I'm going to reference my notes. That's mm-hmm. okay. Totally. Um, I, so a little backstory is first of all, Ministry in Greece is really hard because it's a you're ministering to a people group that you're telling them they need to be saved and they don't they already think they are basically yeah and so um, it's it's a hard it's also a, a spiritually dark place because there's a lot of other spiritual things at work here mm. um, and that's also very secularized so ministry in Greece is like really difficult and my last year that I had spent in Greece was also very difficult because it was COVID and we were in very strict lockdown for nine months out of the year. I couldn't leave our house except for certain reasons. And, um, I had a really hard time with Chloe. She was just, she was a really social baby and we didn't know it. And she was like so angry all the time because she was like stuck at home. She also dealt with colic. And so our family, me pers- me especially, but I think our whole family, like it just went through like just a really rough last year in Greece. Yeah. And so um, I had a lot of anxiety about two, three weeks leading up to coming back. Mm. I had all of this excitement and expectation for ministry and knowing that God's called me to it. Mm-hmm. But like when I thought about the everyday life. You immediately revert back to COVID. Yeah. I did. That like, was like my last memory of like living in Greece. Just yeah. doing, just doing life mm-hmm. was just really bad yeah, in my cool. eyes. Like it wasn't, it just wasn't super great. Yeah. And so I reached out to a dear friend and I was like, Hey, I just need you to pray for me. And, um, she sent me this verse and I had been clinging to this since she sent it to me, even like in the moments, like going through culture shock here, like literally you guys have come at like the exact moment that we needed you here because Mm -hmm. culture shock hit like a couple weeks ago and it's normal. Like it's totally normal. We expected it and it's not like it's like as bad as it has been in the past, but it's just like, you know, just little things just like, Oh man, like Greece. Um, (laughs) but she sent me this verse and I have been clinging to it, um, since she sent it to me and it is Isaiah 45 and it says, this is what the Lord says to his anointed, whose right hand I take hold of, subdue nations before him, and strip kings of their armor, open doors before him so that gates will not be shut. This is the part. I will go before you and will level the mountains. I will break down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness, riches stored in the secret places, so that you may know that I am the Lord. The God of Israel, who summons you by name, for the sake of Jacob, my servant, of Israel, my chosen, I summon you by name and bestow on you a title of honor, though you do not acknowledge me. I am the Lord. There is no other apart from me. There is no God. I will strengthen you, though you have not acknowledged me, so that from the rising sun to the place of its setting, men may know that there is none besides me. Hmm. And just like, I think I shared a little bit earlier with you guys, like just the fear of um, doing ministry here. And if, I don't know, there's just like a level of fear that goes with, obviously, moving yeah. across the world yes. and yeah. and going into an unknown, even though we've lived here before. Um, but just like as the verse says, like he's he goes before us yeah. and he's not leaving us and he's, yeah. he's with us. And all, and at the end it said, so that men may know that there's yes. men besides me. Yes, that's right. And just knowing that we are in the place that God's called us and we can be here like in peace yeah knowing that he's gone before us he's paved the way and something I've been like really thinking about lately is just like the suffering like we know we know and I mean you guys talked about Elizabeth Elliot last week and she's mm-hmm. like literally one of my D-Rose yes. like yeah <laughs> the whole last COVID and then the whole last year in um, Texas I like listened to every mm-hmm. single one of her mm-hmm. podcasts and they're all the same yeah they're, right they're all the same yes. and which I'm so grateful for she's like you're going to get this lesson. Yes, over. you're going to yeah. get this. Every time. And, like, yes. and she talks about suffering and suffering for the Lord. Um, but something I read recently, I don't, I don't know if this answers your question or not. But like, That's all right. It's Go on, girl. Something I read recently about suffering is like um, that, yeah, we suffer. And if we, we can suffer, but there's a way to suffer like well. well. Yeah. And sometimes we suffer. And I'll just be honest with you. I've had these moments where I'm like, 
when I look back at my life during COVID, I'm like, Lord, this was so rough. Like, look at me. I did that. Like, I went through that. Not, not I'm not saying this to the Lord, but like saying that to like other people. Yeah. Like when I yeah, talk yeah. about it, they're like, oh man, that was really hard. Like, I cannot believe you went through that. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. It was really hard. Mm-hmm. Like, and I went through that and like, look at me. Like, I'm so holy. Like, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, my pride starts to well up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but Dick Brogdon talks in um, Live Dead Joy about suffering and suffering humbly and not like allowing it to become like a thing of pride because so easily we can like say like oh I'm suffering and it's it's such a prideful thing okay but like when the humility comes into it and out of the suffering we're not saying like oh look what I went through yes but like okay look how I came out of it yeah look what the Lord did in me yeah he said like Jesus is magnified most not when his children suffer because we always say like we, we're going to suffer mm-hmm. and like God's going to be glorified because I'm suffering. But he says, it's not only when his, it's not when his children suffer, but when they rise up after suffering, sweet, gentle, joyous, merciful, forgiving, and kind. Yeah. It's a resurrection, not crucifixion that brings Jesus the That's greatest good. glory. So it's like, no, like, yeah, I went through all that, but it, it doesn't do anything if I didn't come out of it. That's right. Better. Yes. If I didn't come out of it, like sweet and joyous. And I've yes. just like been praying that recently because I feel like I've been, you know, dealing with like some suffering, but it's like, Lord, I want to do this well. Yeah. And I don't want it to be this pride that wells up in me because when you live in the culture of pride and you want to acclimate to the culture, sometimes you want to be prideful. Yeah. And I'm like really asking the Lord to like, um, that I don't want to be that way. Yeah. I want to, right. I want to minister to the prideful yeah. people. Yeah. Um, and I want to suffer well and I want to come out of that suffering sweet and joyful yes. and mm-hmm. peaceful and um yeah I think that's so countercultural not just to Greece but like I'm thinking of like even even in America like yeah. we've got this whole this generation that's been brought up and they labeling their suffering as like this badge of like yeah. um of not just like look what I've gone through and look what the Lord has like brought me out of and he's so wonderful and I'm I'm coming out a better person and all this stuff but it's like it's like they wear, they have a, we have a tendency to like wear this like badge of victimhood, right? you yes. know, without being like, without like stripping that off and being like that, that happened. And this is what the Lord did through that. But right. like, this is who I am. It's like yeah. a part of identity now Yeah, to like still wear that suffering. And I don't, I'm like, that's not what the Lord has called us right. to. Like, Mm-mm. of course it's like to suffer, but he doesn't mm-hmm. want us to like live in this pit. Yeah. Like, he's bringing us out of it. There's freedom in Jesus' name. And yeah. Like you said, like, how good is that? Like, I want to be sweet on the other side of this. I don't yeah. want to be calloused. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Man. For sure. You're so humble, Amanda. You're awesome. Seriously. Oh, gosh. No, I know. It's hard. And, like, we're not trying to, like, feed that, like, no, you're I so know. awesome. You did it. But, like, the Lord did. Him, like, yeah. you're going to look back on that time of COVID, and I'm sure you're going to see, like, see, like, the Lord's just, like, handiwork. Yeah. And that, and when you're in it and you're close to it and you're like, yeah. I don't want to go back to that. That was an awful year. Yeah. But like five years from now, you're like, the Lord really did a work in me. Yeah. Like he really did some sharpening and he did some, some smoothing out of things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yes. It was a growing season. I also think it's like so cool that like Dick Brogdon said, like you want to come out like sweet and joyful because I feel like a lot of the times when like you do suffer, like our natural and like first response is to be like man, I'm, like, so holy because of that. Like, you yeah. know, like, exactly what you're yeah. saying, like, that pride, like, and I think it is, like, the perfect thing to be, like, actually, I want to come out of this kind, yeah. sweet, and mm-hmm. joyful. Things that, like, you don't, like, you don't think will come from suffering. Right. You totally. think, like, you're going to be strong. You're right. going to be, like, ho- you're going to be godly. You're going to be holy. You're going to be, like, more fiery. You yeah. know, you're, like, I want to be refined by fire, but when the refinement by fire is actually just tenderness. Yeah. yeah. You're, like... That I just think that's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. Powerful. it is. It is actually like a testament of, I think the past year in your life. Like you, I, I don't know. I, just being in your, you and Kenan, like being with you guys. Like, I think that is one thing Ethan and I have been saying. Like every night when we're like debriefing <laughs> back at the hotel, we're like, y'all debrief. I'm like, <gasps> same. Oh, I didn't try. I'm like, oh, I can't. I well, I just like I don't think I've been. I mean, I think because I was like so shocked by like in my brain what I thought Greece would be like Mm -hmm. and then like getting here like even when you were reading that scripture and it says like to cut through like iron Mm -hmm. I'm like that is the actual perfect description for like what we're experiencing here because I think like when you're thinking of Greece like even if you guys are right now you think like um not even like 
not even like the islands, not like the white beaches and the sand, but I thought like houses on a hill right. with like red roofs and everybody's going to be like wearing like some kind of flowy white and blue outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everything's just going to be like delicious food and like opa and like. Yeah, yeah, like kind of like this like bubbly. Mamma mia. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yes, like that's kind of what I was thinking. And then you get here and it's like, I mean. It's heavier. It's, it is like, yeah, I was just thinking like when Ethan and I are chatting, I'm like, they, they're not just like ministering to people in America. Like, it's not like that. Like you're not pouring into like ground that's like soft, like, you know what I mean? I mean like, and not to discount anything that people do in the States because it is like, I mean like that's all the reason why all three of us are sitting here is because someone in the States said yes. But I'm like, y'all are really cutting through like iron. Yeah. And every like people don't smile. Mm-hmm. Like no one smiles at you. Yeah. Like no. you like I feel so silly being a Texan because then you know I'm like yeah. you like make eye contact with somebody. My first initial thought is like smile at them. Yeah. And then hey. they don't smile back. It's like oh yeah no I'm not definitely not. Literally today <laughs> in the street I went downstairs to throw some trash away <laughs> and this like this lady I'm like standing there waiting for Ethan to come back from the trash and this this sweet little lady's like walking by me and I'm smiling so big I'm like literally ten seconds away from a yeehaw howdy you know what I mean like I'm so Texan and I'm so happy and I'm like. Like, hello. Like, I'm not saying hello, but I'm, like, smiling so big, yeah. ready for her to engage in the smile yeah. so yes. I can say yeah, good yeah. morning. Yes. And, I mean, like, she instead she walks a full half circle around me, does not crack a smile, but keeps direct eye contact <laughs> with me. And I'm like, I have either really freaked her out or people, like, people just aren't actually friendly. No. Like, it was, like, direct eye contact. And I that's when Ethan and I were, like, chatting, too. I'm like, this is, like... This is a hard field. Yes. It is. And it's like, I don't know. I So I actually think that was like the perfect verse to send for you. And I think the mark of what you and Kenan are doing is tenderness. And like, and we said, we actually said this like either last week or the week before that, but like you, the call to repentance is like by kindness. Yeah. And like it's joy and tenderness. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I don't know what all that was, but Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The Lord yeah. was speaking to you and it's like evident yeah. being here with you guys. It's really, it's interesting because like we, that you talk about how hard, like it's hard ground. And I'm like thinking about when we named Chloe, mm-hmm. um, I had felt, I've felt like the Lord gave me her name. Well, we were like praying about names or like, we want to give her a name that has meaning. We've never really like done that. Yes, We've always is. like found out their meaning after the fact and it mm-hmm. totally works mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're really grateful but we really wanted to have meaning this time around and I think it, it really was like spiritual we were like we want this to like because also we've kind of decided that she's probably our last and um it was we were having her in the midst of like just interesting time mm-hmm. and so my dear friend who sent me that verse she also sent me another verse and as I was reading it I was like it was Molly. I'm like, Molly, the Lord is so sweet because that's the verse that God gave me for Chloe. Aww. And not only for Chloe, but I feel like it was like a verse for our life. Yeah. And so Chloe is a Greek word. It's not necessarily a Greek name, but it's a Greek word. And it's and you say Chloe. And it literally means sprout, like the little Aww. green yes. sprout. Uh-huh. And so at the end of um, Isaiah 61, it says... Um, oh, wrong. It says... Uh, for as the soil makes the sprout come up and a garden causes seed to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. And so we like prayed that over yes. her life that she would be used, like the little sprout that she is, because you've seen her a little bit. She's got a little pushy spirit. Mm-hmm. like, And I just like picture a little green, you know, like in the, in the, in the middle of a sidewalk, Yes. Like there's like the line that cuts between the cement yes. and like the little green just like pushes through. Yeah. I like, I think about that. Like I want like her and not just her, but our family, our ministry to be that, that, That's right. that spring. And then her middle name is Olivia, which means peace. Mm. And so we like want her little sprout to be like this, this little green that pushes through the hard rock Yes. and is a sprout of peace. And like to anyways, like to, to cut into the heart of what is like in Greece, like the hard personality, the yeah. hard heart, the hard ground. Um, yeah. That's, That's sweet. really cool. Hey, I just, I was like scrolling through. I'm like, somebody sent, somebody texted me the day we were leaving. Who am like scrolling while you're talking? One of my dear, dear friends in college station sent us a text before we, um, before we went to bed on Friday. Did we leave on Friday? 
Mm, yes. We left on Friday. Friday morning. That's right. Okay. She sent me this on Friday. And she said, um, today's the day I'm praying Isaiah 61 over you. That no. you and your team leave for Greece. Isn't that cool? That's incredible. Yeah. I know. I'm like, thank Crazy. you, Lord. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really, so really awesome. Oh, shoot. I closed my notes. Um, okay. We have one last question. We do. Um, it's not nearly as heavy. It's not as heavy <laughs> at all. We'll end on a light note. Um, I thought it was going to be a really great question because in the very short amount of time we've been here, I've embarrassed myself <laughs> thoroughly. <laughs> Can we just take a minute to share some embarrassing stories because I'm living for Ryan's. What was Ryan's? I don't remember. Okay. Okay, Ryan? so the question is, most embarrassing thing that's happened since you've lived over here. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. I don't... Ryan was delivering a beautiful, powerful... Oh, my gosh. So stinking powerful word at church on Sunday. That's right. And there was like, it's really precious because we're in this church that Amanda and Kenan are a part of. And um, they asked, like, they let Ryan preach. And so he's doing it. And there's somebody translating. um, Her name, I think it's Debbie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's translating for Ryan. And um, like sentence by sentence. Sentence by sentence. Yeah. So, (laughs) I mean, Ryan is absolutely killing it. And he's doing such a good job. But at one point, he's, like, quoting, um, I'm just going to, he's, maybe it was George McDonald, but we'll just pretend that's who it was. So Ryan's quoting an author, and he says, um, George McDonald. And so she says, George McDonald? And he she says, see. Kinda... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's funny that she said in Greek? She said, uh, that's his name. She didn't translate. She said, and that's his name. Oh, and that's his name. <laughs> I like chuckled because I understood what she said. That's so funny. It was funny. And instead of saying like, I would, yes, it's like, it sounds like no, but it's not. What does he, he say? Yes. Nah. Nah. And Ryan, Ryan says, <laughs> see. <laughs> He's like, oh, foreign language. I don't know. Yes. Uh, Spanish. I'm like, uh, we have, we have literally given him such a hard time. Like every time we see the police now, we'll be like, oh, uh, policia. <laughs> and he's like, see, air. It's so, so funny. funny. It's so That's funny. awesome. Yeah, and when we, we went to the beach yesterday and we were getting coffee, like Ryan and I kind of <laughs> went off by ourselves, and I'm like, um, they're like having such a hard time understanding us. I'm like, this was a mistake. Like, we yes. cannot order coffee. Amanda and Ginner are all the way down the beach. Like, what, are, what did we do? <laughs> and so they're like, they're asking us all these questions. They're like trying to show us the English version of the menu. We finally get our coffee after like trying to communicate. It's like, and, it's like three or four o'clock. Yeah. And they, they give us our coffee, and I'm like, I'm racking my brain. Like, how do you say thank you? How do you say thank you? How do you say thank you? And I'm like thinking of all the things I looked up on Google Translate mm-hmm. before we got to church on Sunday morning. And I'm like, uh, Calimera. <laughs> and the, the girl goes, huh? And I was like, mm, thank you. And I just like grabbed it and walked out. I was like, Ryan, I don't think I said thank you. He was like, I don't know what you said or why you thought you should say it. I'm like, I think I said thank you. And then like, Three minutes down the beach, I'm like, I said good morning. I told I that lady good, good morning. morning. It's one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> it's been like my favorite. Day. Okay. Also, this is not a cap on Ryan because Ryan's actually made more conversation with Greek people than anybody <laughs> other than Amanda in this room. But <laughs> also, so this morning, we were getting on the elevator. There was this old man there. And so Ryan was like, hello. And the old man says nothing. nothing. And so Ryan says, Kalimera. And he goes, where are you from? Oh. In English. He says, where are you from? And Ryan's like, oh, Texas. Like, oh, that explains it. And yeah, then yeah, Ryan yeah. did it a second time. And he actually met somebody named Tom. That's right. And, like, they talked for a whole elevator flight. But it was, like, the exact same dialogue. It was like, uh-huh. Kali Matter. And the guy goes, where are you where from? Where are you from? <laughs> Ryan's like, how am I? Si-? It's like, I'm like, think of, like, anybody, any person from a different country that comes over to Texas. Uh-huh. And they are trying their darndest yes. just to say, like, hello. And it yeah. comes off, like. Hello. Yeah. And we're like, wow, where are you from? Right. Like, yeah. Now you know how it feels. Now we know how it feels. We're like, we're trying we're so hard. We're going to be so more gracious. Yes. Ryan, yes. yes. Ryan was like, listen, y'all can be having on me all you want. He's like, because guess what I'm using for evangelism? Calimera. That's right. He's like, I've talked to two people today. It's, it's, it's yeah. It's been fun and embarrassing for That's sure. That's awesome. So I think language is like the most, I think you have the most embarrassing stories from language. I can't think of any, like, with me personally, but I can think of one for Kenan. Oh, let's do it then. Kenan has had a lot of language blunders. Like, it just, Kenan knows the language, but it's like in the moment, it's like he gets language anxiety or something. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, it can't, like, what's in his brain can't come out of his mouth correctly. And so we have a neighbor, we did have a neighbor at our old place, and she, they, her and her husband only spoke Greek. They know zero English. They're just older. And we had been gone for like, 
I don't know, like a week. And we got back and he came in and he told me, I just had a conversation with our neighbor and I am such an idiot. And he was like, she was saying like, Kalimera, Posise, how are you? So she's saying, good morning, how are you? How have you been? Like, where did you go? And so he was like, he he responded to her and then he looked at her, he's looking at her uh -huh. and he said, Puise, which means, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of, how are, how you? are you? Which how is, Posise. Oh no. And he was, and he, and she just looked at him and he was like, okay. <laughs> Like, he came in and told me and he was just like I am like I'm such an idiot no. like it's funny like we do that so many times and I, I've done it on the phone I can't think of any specifically but um I don't like have like an embarrassing story like that but I do have like a I've embarrassed myself mm -hmm. so Kenan was he got really sick um this is crazy we had like a six-week intern and it was totally like spiritual because it's like all this stuff is about to happen yeah. and Kenan I literally had to take him to the hospital because mm -hmm. he was so sick so I didn't actually know how sick he was. Yeah. I dropped him off. You're like, is it man cold? Yeah, or? like I just, I just like, <laughs> like I drove him. I made him get out of bed because he had fever, like really high fever. And I said, let's go. I'm gonna drop you off at the doctor, mm -hmm. and then I'm gonna go pick up the kids from school. Call me and let me know mm -hmm. when I need to pick you up. Yeah. And then he calls me and he says, Hey, I'm being admitted. Oh my god. I've gosh. got strep and it's in my bloodstream, and so I um, need to stay. Oh I'm my like, gosh. Great. And so I go check on him like three hours later. And so Kenan's a type one diabetic. Yeah. He has not eaten anything since he's been in this ER. He's been sitting in triage because the insurance hadn't signed off yet for like a room. No. And I go in there and he is burning up with fever. And, and they're not treating him. They had already treated him, but his fever went up again. And so it had been a while. So I'm in triage and these doc I'm like standing there and these doctors just keep walking by me. These nurses keep walking by me. And finally, I just start yelling in Greek. <laughs> like, I don't even remember what I was saying, but I was like asking for a doctor. I was like, um, he has fever. I need help. Where is everybody? And I was like mad because yeah, I'm like, yeah. my husband. And I did, and then I don't know enough Greek at this point. Yeah. Literally, I've been here for two years. I don't know how to get mad in Greek. <laughs> So I just start saying things in English and then literally they're walk they're just walking by me ignoring me. No. Yes. I was so mad and so embarrassed and in the moment I was like, No, we need to get this done. Your fever is high and yes. you need to eat. Yes. So we did get him to another room and we got him some dinner. And then eventually they put him up in the um like where he was actually yeah, admitted yeah. and he was treated really, really well. And then the Lord totally used it because he was in a room with another guy and totally got to share the gospel with him. No like, way. So yeah. It was like another guy who was traveling and he got basically struck through that was like the same thing. Oh my gosh. So and then another time I had to learn how to drive a stick shift when I moved here. Because Bless you. all the cars are stick shift mm -hmm. here. And it's mountainous around it's, here. It's hilly. Yes. And, and people drive like crazy. People drive like crazy, but also it's traffic yeah, all the time. All so the if, you, if you've so ever driven horns. a stiff shift, stiff, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cuss. <laughs> if you've ever driven a stick, a manual shift, then you know that you have to have your foot on the clutch. Yes. Like yes. anytime you're like stopping, well, in stop and go traffic. Hello, your Ooh. foot's on the clutch. I'm very short, and so it's just not comfortable. Mm -hmm. My foot's cramping the whole time. So oh, anyways, yeah. I had a rental car because we hadn't got our speed to light vehicle yet. I had a rental car, and I kept telling Ken, he did not believe me, but I kept telling Ken, and something is wrong with this car. Like, it just is, something is not right. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what it is. So I um, have to pick him up from language school one day, which is on a hill, Ugh. a very big hill. And I have both of the kids in the car with me. Mm. And I see this hill that I have to go up. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to keep it in first gear the whole time. It's going to be fine. I'm going to make it. Yeah. I'm halfway up the hill. And no. the car will not go. It The no. emergency, everything stopped. The car was still like on, but it's like it just started rolling back. No. Something no. happened in the car. I don't know what it is. So I start to pull up on the emergency brake, it's gone. No. There's no emergency brake. <gasps> so my actual brake would work. Okay. So I'm like slowly, slowly rolling down the hill and it's traffic. I mean, so this sweet old man on a motorcycle, like he's an old man Aww. on a motorcycle. He stopped traffic for me. Aww. And he said, he kept saying, Ella, Ella, which means come on, come on. And I looked at him with tears Aww. streaming. And I said, <laughs> I said, I've got you so thank you. Because <laughs> I had the two kids in the back, yes. and they're like, what's wrong, mama? 
and then literally I get to the, um, I pull up next to Ken in school and I put the car in park. I get out of the car and said, I'm never driving again. <laughs> not, something is wrong with this car. And so he took it back to the, the, the rental yeah, and yeah. he kind of was like, okay, something is wrong with this car. You're like, thank you. It was like a London. I don't know what it was, but it was like, it was really embarrassing because it's like, oh, this foreigner, she doesn't know how to drive. Totally. You're like, like just a woman. She doesn't know how to drive. Yeah. But then I was just so grateful the Lord provided this sweet old man. No to joke. Just, like, just a little angel in the middle of the street that yes, was like, come on literally down. it was because it there was traffic. It was like full oh, on nuts. traffic. That is nuts. crazy. And people so, were probably so mad and honking. Oh, they definitely were. I am like fully aware of like the spiritual, we just got a taste of like a, a spiritual battle. Even just us like short term team coming here. Yeah. yeah. Um, which just kind of fueled a fire in my heart, honestly. I'm like, yeah. the Lord was going to do something right. while we're in Greece, but yeah. um, the day before we left, um, Ian got sick. And I thought Ryan was like, he's just trying to get out of schoolwork. Yeah. And because he would play, but then as soon as I asked him to sit down, he'd be like, my throat really hurts, mom. Mm. I don't feel good. And the water works. And I'm like, mm-hmm. do your schoolwork. Well, then the next day, he is like weeping, like weeping all day long. And I'm like, I've got to get you into the doctor. I've got to like, we've got to do something. And sure enough, he had to strap. Yeah. And then the morning we woke up. Yeah. Nora came in my room at like, gosh, 6 30 which is way out of her character uh-huh. she like sleeps all the time and she had, she'd been telling me she had minor headaches but we were always like oh we're so sorry yeah. like here's something to drink or like here's some food but she came in that morning she's like mom i think i'm gonna be sick mm-hmm. and she like runs into my room and starts like dry heaving over the toilet Aww. i know it's so sad I'm as they're laughing. like packing their final things are pa- like literally and and i'm like baby i'm so sorry like let's get you some toast let's get you some water like you're gonna go to school like mommy and daddy are leaving today yeah. And she's, like, coming out of my bathroom, and she's, like, hunched over. And anybody who suffers from migraines it's will like the know migraine the hunch. Watch. Yeah. She's, like, hunched over, and she's, like, holding her head, and tears Aww. are just, like, flowing down her face. And she's, like, I can't I can't walk, Baba. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, baby, what, like, what is going on? I'm, like, climb up in my bed. Just rest here. And she's, like, I can't climb up into your bed because it hurts my head. And I'm, oh, like, baby. baby, I know. She's, like. And she, I mean, she is pretty dramatic, but mm. nothing like, nothing yeah. like this. And so she's like, I get her in my bed and she's like, I'm like, lay down. She's like, no, it hurts to lay down. And I'm like, what in the world? So we like send her to the doctor and mm-hmm. like, praise God for like my friends that are watching her. But we send her to the doctor and he's like checking for a tumor, like making sure she doesn't have like a skull fracture, but she just has, was like having a migraine. Yeah. Like the morning we were leaving, like he's like, I think she's suffering from migraines and you have to start tracking these. Two yeah. of Nikki's kids were Two. up all night the night before. It's just like. Three, yeah. three are yeah. currently sick. Yeah. It's like the fiery. And yeah. he's like not holding back on. It's so true. Like the enemy, especially what I've seen personally and now listening to you guys, it's like the enemy attacks our kids mm-hmm. because he knows like we, you know, like we can, we can push through. Like we can yes. like, we, That's we right. can, we can see it. We know it's him, mm-hmm. but like, he's like, well, I'm going to go for your kids then. Yeah. And like with Addie, with her two broken arms this summer, yes. the first one was two weeks before we left and her break was so bad that they thought she's going to have to have surgery, which meant we were probably going to be put back a week Gosh. or two before we left. But praise God, we've really felt like he was doing a healing in her even in the night that it happened. And then we had a really incredible meeting with our pastors here about our future ministry here. Like mm-hmm. we were, we were praying together, we we're fasting together, we like had really good conversations, super excited for the future. The very next day is when she broke her other arm Gosh. and it just felt so spiritual. Yes. And then as I'm like hearing you talk about this, I'm thinking about Addie and her attitude and all of it because after it happened, Ken was just like, man, it just feels like Satan, he just wants us to be mad at God for, yeah. for something, yeah. you know, because it's like, yeah, things are hard here. Things are whatever, but like, like we haven't let it get to us, yeah. but now like, now we have a reason to really be mad at God. Like, mm-hmm. why would you do this? Like two weeks before school starts. Mm. And, but then like Addie, Addie has had the best attitude mm-hmm. through all of it. And she has come up sweet yes. and she's been so peaceful. She's been full of joy. Yes. Like as, as long as you put that cast on her, she is good to go. Yeah, she's yeah. like, nothing is wrong with me. I can do anything. I have a cast on. That's right. And so, and she's just like that. It's like the perfect picture of how to suffer. That's right. That's right. And come so, on. Come yeah, on, sweet like, on side. I, the, like the enemy really does. He's trying to stop something here. And mm-hmm. we're not going to let that happen. No. No. That's like right before we left and all, we were like tallying up how many of our kids are getting sick and all the things that were happening. And I was like, I texted it in the group me. I was just like, this is, this actually does feel like an attack from the yeah. enemy because I'm like the fastest way to get half of your team 
like half of us half coming of your team here, to doubt or right. get your mind off like the the work at hand is to like mm-hmm. is to come after the kids and yes. like you will have like we're a team of like six girls and then like three of our husbands and you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I'm like if three of us are consumed with worry mm-hmm. yeah I'm like of course we're not going to be useful there but right. I was like and that was just so timely so I'm like the Lord like the Lord is up to something mm-hmm. and I think it is like I don't know. Maybe if you're maybe if you're in the situation and like currently like you're like your tendency is to be like my kids, my kids, my kids. Mm-hmm. Then like maybe just like take a second and be like, this is not the hand of the Lord. Like yeah. this is the hand of the enemy, mm-hmm. and like I can. The Lord has provided for you every step of every day of your life. Like yes. you're awake today because the Lord has put His hand over you, and so like He's not gonna just like wake up tomorrow and be like, Nah, I'm eh, done. Done caring for your kids. Yeah, that's right. Like He provides for you every step of the way, and yeah. so if you find yourself like the one that's like consumed with worry, like you can't think about like getting to church because your kids, you can't mm-hmm. think about going to that dinner with those girls because oh, your kids. Mm-hmm. Like maybe this is like your your like call to be like, Is this the hand of the Lord? Is this the enemy? Yeah. And where can I trust? Like who can I trust my kids to? Yeah. And that's, like, the easy answer is the Lord. Yeah. And suffer well. That's yeah. right. Yeah, Definitely I think that's, better. like, one of the biggest things that has helped me to stay um, sane mm-hmm. here and at peace and um, is is literally giving my kids to the Lord. That's mm-hmm. right. Because my kids, every single day, they go to a school I literally have nothing. I know nothing about. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? And, um, like going on the school bus, like a new school bus. I don't, I don't know the route. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know when it's going to get here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm literally having to trust the Lord. Like I had like a fiasco with it on the very first day of school. And in that I realized, Lord, I really need to trust you. Like, I know that you're taking care of my kids. Right. And if we consume ourselves with anxiety and worry over that, like we're never going to get anything done. That's right. Mm-hmm. And we're going to hurt ourselves. Which yeah. is exactly where the enemy wants. Right. Totally. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. The Lord's gifted us our kids yeah. and we gift them back to him. That's and we say, right. Lord, you've got them and we trust you. And I'm really grateful for that because I know I can trust the Lord. Oh my gosh. Kids. Yes. So. Yes. He fills in all the gaps. Yeah, for sure. That's right. He's so faithful. Yeah. I hope that, um, I hope that y'all have all been so encouraged yeah. with Amanda tonight. And I just want to share this one last thing. Um, they just, I just thought it was so, so precious. And the pastors here of this church are just so, so precious. Um, but Kenan was sharing with us earlier today, or maybe it was yesterday, they're kind of blending together, um, <laughs> that uh, their pastors, Ken and Amanda had had a conversation, and the pastor was like, it, you, this is like a, a prayer of 25 years yeah. that I've had. Like, you are an answer to 25 years of prayer. And then another woman who is tied to this church came and was like, you are an answer to like 45 years of prayer over mm, Greece. Right. And I was just like, man, you never, like, you're a yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so sweet. Sorry. No, don't be sorry. Um You just never know, like for the love. Can we get it together? Mm-hmm. Um and the like Lord is calling you to do something. Like it feels big and it feels heavy and it feels like this great big thing that maybe you've been seeking him for about, you know, who knows, you know, like oh, I think the Lord's calling me overseas. Like, okay, I'm going to give it a year. I'm going to like pray. I'm going to take the season of college to think about it and ask the Lord what he wants. So it's like maybe three or four years that you're like yeah. kind of consumed with this idea of like, yeah. Lord, what do you want to do with my life? Yeah. You've got people. That's right. They're like praying their entire lives. To see like a country won over to the Lord. Yeah, yeah for like workers to come. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and for people just to say yes, like for people to like willingly trust their children over into yeah. schools that they don't know, for them to trust like a life in a world where they can't speak the language for years. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. know, it's just I'm like, yeah. if you are like in a situation where you like are going back and forth, like you can, the Lord, the Lord can be trusted with your yes. And you That's never right. know like the amount of time and tears and energy and prayer that have gone into like That's what someone, you're saying yeah. is too. Yeah. yeah. That someone else has like poured out. On your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. So precious. And so, so, so good to be here. Thank you so much for having yeah. us. It Thank is like you. The... I feel so honored to be on your podcast. I, we're so honored to have you on our podcast. Seriously. And that we don't have to, like, phone you in. Uh, I know. That's, that's incredible. Crazy. That's the coolest. Crazy. So fun. But, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And we hope you guys, yeah, feel encouraged and... And challenged. Um, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I do. I do. Mm. Um, and we will... 
see you next week after we've slept off some jet lag. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Not see you. Talk to you. Yeah, we'll be with you on your morning jog or your drive <laughs> to work. <laughs> we'll catch back up with everyone when we're in College Station, and we'll be with you real soon. Bye. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us today on Harvest. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite listening platform. And come hang out with us on Instagram. And as always, thanks for listening.